Welcome back to the Go Line Stand. Oh, football all the time. A Sports Talk Philly partner and coming on September 3rd, the Sportinarium Radio, sportinarium.com. As always, presented by Michael's Glass Company, 215 338 3293 in the Philadelphia Tri State area. DePaul's Table, 7 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore, the heart of the main line. A modern Italian steakhouse, DePaulsTable.com. Tell them we sent you. Uh, congrats to DePaul's Table. I saw that they have a little advertisement going for the Reading, the Reading Fighting Phils or whatever we're calling them now. They will always be the Reading Phillies to me. Yeah, they also, I, I forget which mag, I believe it was Philadelphia Magazine. They had a nice write-up. They so, did. Philadelphia yes. Magazine, NBC10 was out there. Oh, by the way, that's Brett. I, I'm, I'm Mike. We're here to talk football. <laughs> We're here to talk football. Let's get to it. Let's kick this thing off. The banner has come down. Philadelphia's biggest issue, I say that sarcastically, the banner of Carson Wentz has finally come off of Lincoln Financial Field. It has been replaced, everyone says, by BDN. It's the Super Bowl trophy. It's that close-up of, I'm assuming Nick Foles holding the Super Bowl trophy up in the air. And that's what's replacing Carson Wentz. Now, you are a Giants fan. Yes. So I want to ask you, is this a little, not from the fan perspective, but mm-hmm. this to, you and I have these conversations all the time because we're idiots. Yep. Is this bad juju? Um, I wouldn't call it bad juju. However, I think, Look, the benefit of winning a championship, it lasts a lifetime. The memories last a lifetime. You get to say for the rest of your life, Super Bowl champions, right? The thing is, I think you're now past the statute of limitations upon which you can sort of gloat off of those images on the outside of the stadium. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Like The one thing that Ike Reese from WIP said it, Maybe you try and find a way to put Brandon Graham's strip sack of Tom Brady up there. Okay, to me, that is the biggest play in Philadelphia Eagles history. I I could get that. You you can't put the trophy there. I'm sorry. You can't do it. It's too long. It's too far gone now. Uh, Unless we were talking Super Bowl 15, right? If Let's reverse history and the Eagles beat the Raiders. Yeah, then maybe you put something like that up. You kind of do like a mural kind of thing. That's where I actually would have went with it. This is facing 95. If you're 95 south going past the stadium, so you pass the stadium, then you pass Wells Fargo Center. I would have put, this is just me, I would have done a collage of all the Eagles' retired numbers. Not the numbers themselves, but the players. So you have Reggie White and Chuck Bednarik, Brian Dawkins, staring you right in the face when you're sitting in traffic on, on, on I-95 at that point. That's what I would have had. That or if it's so, if it's 95 heading towards 95 South, you could also have everybody waving as you're, you know, uh, facing the airport. But so I, I, it's, it's tough, right? So I definitely think the Super Bowl should be celebrated. Any franchise. Plastered they all you want. They have a banner in the building. That's all you. Uh, that's all you need, right? That is all you need. Ask a Flyers fan. Ask a Flyers fan. Oh, well, we got banners. Yeah, from you know before any of us were even alive. Most of us. You have a banner. You don't need this big monstrosity. I, I feel as though, and, and look, 
I, you know, you busted my chops forever about the Eagles never winning a Super Bowl. There's all these scumbag. I didn't, no, I did there, not. There's all these scumbag Cowboys fans in this area that bust Eagles fans' balls. Okay, you hold know. up. Time out. Yeah, Time okay. out. What? Now you're equating me with scumbag Cowboys fans. And I never, I never did that. And also, when any you're Eagles crazy. fan would talk about, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a, no, I'm a good fan. Okay. And a respectful fan. Because anytime the Eagles would always, Anytime an Eagles fan would talk negatively about the fact they've not won a Super Bowl, I'm always one of the first people to point out they beat Vince Lombardi to win an NFL championship game and did have two back-to-back NFL championships. So you cannot put me in that category. Okay. Retract. Retract. I retract Thank my you. statement with, with a – No caveats. No, no asterisks. Can I come to an Eagles-Giants game with you up in the Meadowlands? Maybe. Oh, now we got a maybe. Oh, I, I was banned. I was banned since Javon Curse blocked the punt in 2004. That was a miserable day. That was a miserable day. I just wouldn't put the – it's it's stupid we're having this argument, but it's been dominating Philadelphia Eagles fandom that this is what went up. It's just dumb. I would have done something else. By the way – put Zach Ertz? Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. Uh, by the way, the Eagles are already beating the Giants in the banner game. The Giants – don't even have individual banners for their championships. In the corner of one of the end zones, they just have this small thing. It says world champions for all of the pre-Super Bowl era championships and then has the logos for the four Super Bowls. You think you'd want to draw more attention to that. Well, you say that, but if you actually, because, again, we, we look at, at these things, the aesthetics of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Denver, I, I believe, is the same way. It's in. It's going into the one end zone. It you know, world champions, and they have all the Super Bowls. Pittsburgh, Washington. Uh, the banner game to me is very much not a football thing. It's more of a basketball hockey thing. Yeah, basketball hockey, baseball, even baseball. Yeah, pennant, you know, you put the pennant. It, it, it's not a. It's really. It's not a. A. Um, to me, it is not a football thing. So yeah, the Eagles have this big banner, and it's cool. It is what it is, and that's what they do there with all the retired numbers in the division championships, I would actually have it where every other team in the league has it on the bunting or whatever, the covering the walls around the stadium. Did you call it a field. bunting? Well, bunting, you know, bunting is like... You didn't even say bunting, though. You said bunting. Bunting. What's bunting? I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is allegedly going to be coming to Eagles camp. The King Howard Eskin has reported that Zach Ertz will show up. He is moving beyond his contract issues with the team. It's a lot of money. I'd probably move move along too. He's been working out at the NovaCare complex. Is this a, look, a, a show of good faith? I'm going to thank you for all the years that you've given me. I'm going to come in and do my job like I should or, or what? What do you think this is? I don't think he is of the stature or ilk of a player who will get what he wants playing hardball. So I think he's the kind of guy who, you know, just be the uh, loyal soldier. You're either going to get what you want or you're going to get shipped out. But I don't think holding out, losing extra amounts of money is going to help him in his particular situation. And by the way, he also could have been a little bit more supportive to his wife because the women's soccer team got the shit beat out of him by Sweden, 3 nothing. Yeah, what happened there? I don't know. 
We're it's it's not an actual game though, right? It's a it's a warm up match. Well, it's obviously a game. I mean, they lost. It's it. a game, but I don't think it counts towards the Olympic record. I think it was just a. I record. hope not. <laughs> you know, because it could be out. Yeah, the Swedes, the Swedes, the Swedes Pearl Harbored us in Japan. Am I allowed to say that? Does that get me in trouble? Well, also, I it's like really, I don't think the analogy was right because technically, Pearl Harboring is when you're home. Very valid point. I was actually going with the Sweden being the uh, more neutral of the countries kind of kind of shtick there from a historical perspective. But then why would you say they're Pearl Harboring us? Because they're in Japan. (laughs) This show is... uh, We're going off the rail. Speaking of the Olympics. Yes. Did you see they still might cancel it? Look, um, we are as we are as we are as this is dropping. They're walking out with their, you know, suits on in 100 degree Tokyo heat. And and dropping flags saying, "Hey, we're here in front of nobody." You know why? It's insanity. Or they're moving a bunch of stuff up to Hokkaido, the northernmost island, which Godzilla attacked in 1962 in in the original King Kong flick. Yeah, because it's cooler. Also, and that's where the second uh, machine is from the movie Contact. Hey, yeah, I wasn't a Contact fan. Where did they go in Karate Kid? Was that, that was Okinawa, right? That's, that's was, Okinawa. Yeah. I, I well, look, I'm not I'm not in the Karate Kid fandom other than uh Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is very good. Yeah, I understand, but if, if you're a true Cobra Kai fan, then you had to appreciate the early movies. See, I, I think I'm appreciating them now. Like I've gone back and watched them because yeah. there's stuff that I'm like, I, I don't get the reference now. I need to yeah. figure it out. I appreciate them now. I didn't appreciate them then. Yeah, but so yeah, the second machine thing uh, was built in Hokkaido, so they could also play around with that. They should play around with that. Yeah, they should just cancel the whole thing. They should have. It's it's there now. Yeah, I don't Rutgers should be more supportive of his wife. Uh, Rock, no, not Rutgers own. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm getting my. Uh, You're Carly thinking of Carly Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, uh, getting their asses kicked by the Swedes. Yeah, just my last statement on the on the uh, Olympics. Obviously, it's a shame that not enough athletes were able to get vaccinated in America by their own choice in third world countries and other countries just because of supply. Um, I, you know, I don't see how that's going to create an uptick in cases throughout the country. I mean, these athletes are like locked away. It's got to be miserable for them too. This is and you're not going to have good performances. You're not no. going to have yeah, it's so. What do you do? You wait another year? You have no, the twenty twenty games in twenty twenty two. Yeah, who cares? Is it is it really that big of a deal anymore? I, I'm I'm not to the athletes. It is right to the television executives. It obviously is because Japan it, put a lot of money in this. Though. Well, yeah, yeah, and and that's part of the problem that Japan and it's not going well over there as far as the amount of money they spent in the infrastructure for the Olympic games. Uh, people are very, very pissed off at the government. And yeah. not for a history lesson. Anyone knows anything about the government in Japan after World War II? You think our hierarchy is wacky? You got to go through like 55 layers just to get something approved. You want to change a light bulb? It's got to go all the way up the chain. So people are ticked off. I'm ticked off. You know why I'm ticked off? Why is that? Because I was very excited for this for the opening ceremonies to feature Godzilla. And I don't know that's going to happen now. You had to. It had to. It's ja- it, it's the biggest export from Japan. Yeah, but doesn't he destroy Japan? 
Yeah, it's okay. Is it confirmed that Godzilla is a male? We're not getting we're not going down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> anyway, so Zach, back to Zach Ertz. Back to Zach Ertz. Look, yeah. he Just has to trade him already. You can't. You can't. This is the Eagles' fault. This whole situation is the Eagles' fault because they should have traded him after the Super Bowl. That's when his value was the absolute highest, or maybe the year after, because he had, I think that's his best statistical year. Yeah. 18. That's when they should have traded him, and they didn't want to. This is where it, it falls into that Howie Roseman nonsense of, you know, wanting to, I, I don't know, hold on to guys. You, you can get a third round pick for Ertz. I'm sure they've shopped him. I, well, now what ha- what's going to happen is wait training camp injuries, right? So uh, that's the next question. He's going to. Sh- I'm going to ask you. He's going to show up to training camp with yeah. the Eagles. Do you think he makes it to the Eagles' opening day roster? No. I-, I tend to agree with you. I think something happens somewhere in the league. He becomes a, a, a valuable piece, and he gets traded. Yeah. Let's move up the turnpike. I guess. Technically north. speaking, north. Yeah, it's north to New Jersey. You're We're just realizing this. No, I'm I, I'm aware. I know where it is. Uh, look, I haven't had all my coffee yet. All right. Ooh, yeah. You it's know, like going from Honshu to Hokkaido. That is very true. Uh, not by bullet train. We don't. Well, I guess I could. I could. I could take the. Uh, yeah, I could take the. It's not that, the bullet train. It is a bullet train. It looks like a bullet train. But the it's problem the is, train. it doesn't drive fast as a bullet train. It, yeah, it doesn't go fast. It's, yeah, it, that's the it's point. bullshit. Why are you going to make and, and it's expensive? Because I was going to take it down to Washington for a Phillies game one time. Yeah, it's expensive. Number very one, very expensive, and it doesn't go fast. If I'm going on the bullet, the bullet train, yeah, I want to go fast. I'm looking forward to in 20 years when we're all taking that magnetic thing that um, Elon Musk is building. Yeah, you know it's funny. You look back. I'm a Jetsons fan, right? As a kid, it was always on. Those 60s cartoons were always on at, at some point. You would have thought we'd be flying around in saucers at this juncture. Yeah. Well. We can go to space. Apparently, there are flying saucers around. So maybe Allegedly. We are. Allegedly. Well, Allegedly. no. It's been confirmed that there are. I forget the new term. It's not UFO. It's it's we have no unidentified system. aerial phenomenon. Yeah, I don't know. I think UAP. Yeah. Yeah. UFO probably offended somebody. I don't know. I kind of like the, the new one. Yeah. So what's going on in Giants Land? I hear the rumor, it's not the rumor anymore, it has been confirmed that Eli that Eli Manning has a new gig. Yeah, Eli is just coming out with all these new gigs. So Eli and his uh, brother, you may uh, know the name, Peyton Manning, uh, the two of them will be co-hosting an alternative broadcast of 10 of the Monday Night Football games each year for the next three years. You're shaking your head. Yeah, because it needs to be all of them, because this is going to be tremendous. So I don't know if it's... For for those that are listening, I'm sure you yeah you know we're assuming you're football fans. If you're not, welcome. <laughs> and for you know for the college football national championship, we're gonna get into some college football in a little bit. The college football national championship has that multi broadcast. One of the broadcasts, I believe it's always on ESPN two, is the coaches film broadcast. 
which, you know, they have one host and they'll bring six Division One coaches together and they talk ball, they talk about the game and analyze it in a way that's far above the level of the two guys calling it on ESPN. It's I don't know. It's is it gonna, yeah, but so I don't know if this is going to be skewed towards the football geek or is this skewed towards celebrity? Or it could be one week it's one. One because the plan is for them to have other weekly guests, right? In the world of sports, and so you might have, you know, a former coach one week. You might have Tom Coughlin one week, right? right. You might have LeBron James one week. You might have Drake one week. We don't know. Look, we so we have all so Manning the Mannings have. The, the passing camp, that, that whole thing. It's very, yeah. very tech. It's a technical program, so yeah. to speak, right? And I, this is just my opinion of it. And I'm just a guy, right? I'm a guy behind a microphone on Sports Talk Philly and soon to be Sportinarium Radio. I'm listening to Peyton Manning for the, and Eli, for, because I think they're both very funny, for a little bit of the ha ha's, but I want to hear. I, I almost want Tony Romo, right? Like we talk about Tony yeah. Romo. A Tony Romo brought Tony Romo broadcast to us. Yeah, is so entertaining because it's like watching a coach's tape in a sense, where yeah. Romo is explaining things that really look unless you've played the game, you, you don't get. And I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not going to take. I'm not taking shots at people. There's a bunch of people that break down all 22 film and all that stuff. All the time on, on the internet. Yeah, look, man. Unless you've watched all twenty-two film at any, and it's been explained to you from a, an aspect of watching yourself, you really don't know. You yeah. don't know what you're, you're you're really looking at. You think you do, but you don't. I, I kind of want that. I want that element with fun, with fun. But I I don't know that I want like a. I don't want Dennis Miller showing up. No, I don't think Dennis. But um. Okay, what is the I don't even know which insurance company it is. Uh Peyton Manning. Right? No. Isn't he statewide, Peyton Manning? Farm, who no, is the not. country music star that he's with? Nationwide? No. Whatever whichever one, you know the one with patient Peyton Manning and, yeah, the, and yeah. the country. Maybe he shows up one. We, right? So we don't know the all direction state. of it. All state. I think it might be all state. Now that we've just named all of them, Liberty Mutual. Yes. Uh, you know. Cure yeah. auto insurance. Sorry, that's Rutgers. The general. So I like the general. Uh, kind of creepy. A little creepy, but I don't yeah. Know. But either so uh, we don't know yet which direction it's going to be. Either way, I am looking forward to it because on top of it, the Monday Night Crew, uh, love Lewis Riddick, doesn't have a great TV voice. Brian Greasy's eh. It's just the the crew has not been great for several. For actually, I'd go many years. I, you know, I was not a Gruden fan. I, you know, I, to me, this is not a giant eagle thing. I like Jaworski in the booth. I thought he did a very, very good job. It's it's just been missing something for a while. The Monday Night Crew. Well, it's been missing something since you could argue Madden left. Yeah, look, they I'm frankly they need the college crew. Oh, they, yeah. Well, obviously they need the college crew, but that's not that's not going to happen. No. I, this is cool. I like the idea. I wish I'm interested in seeing what games they pick. Yeah, of the ten. I don't think it's going to be like the first ten. I think it it's scattered throughout. 
Yeah. On ESPN2 and Plus. I love the idea. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I think, frankly, you would want to do those. Yeah, you're going to want to do those on some of the high-profile games, but I think it's also a way to get more people involved in some of the lesser games. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd actually love to eventually – well, see, I guess you can't judge the TV numbers because an NFL Monday night game is on ESPN. It's always over the air on ABC. So it's always going to be skewed to the main broadcast. But I'd love to see the numbers they end up doing streaming and off of ESPN2 for their shows. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, you know, Eli Manning, it's funny. He's grown on me as a outside of the game. I never thought that the Mannings, Eli and Peyton, would be like, would be funny. But they are. They really are. They're, 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 they just have this personality about them that is – Eli Manning is a great Twitter follow. Yes. Just, it's like, where, where did this come from? I don't yeah. know. Well, he supposedly throughout his career was like the biggest prankster um, throughout, you know, with veterans, with rookies. didn't matter at what stage of his career. He was always a prankster. So that's just kind of – who Eli is. He's not a whole, you know, he's, he's not one of those bigger than now presences. It's, he's just a low key kind of guy. Anything else going on in uh, giant land up there? Yeah. Did I'm fighting with the front office. Yeah. What happened? So as you know, uh, for those that don't know, I'm a season ticket holder for the longest time going back now, 20 years during the eighties and nineties. My family, we used to park where the arena is, in the arena lot. And then they had this brilliant idea to build the American Dream Mall right on the middle of my parking lot. Are you fighting with them over parking? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now the one lot that we liked in the arena area, two years ago, because obviously there were no people last year, when we went there, they started funneling us on the Route 120 North. So before you know it, I'm on Patterson Plank Road in Hasbrook Heights, which is not where you want to be if you're trying to get onto New Jersey Turnpike South. Because of this, it completely has thrown off my entire game day experience. And as Mike well knows, the parking situation is a very important part of the Halpern process of going to games. So when they wrote to us, about mobile ticketing and everything else, I contacted them and said, hey, look, you've completely changed the traffic flow for everything because of this stupid mall that nobody goes to. You put a uh, ski lift and a, a, a ski slope on my parking spot. Can you at least email me a diagram of the parking maps with the intended traffic flow so that I could assess where best to park. And it's been met with resistance. It's been met with resistance as in... Is that a security issue? No. I actually, I... So, the stadium itself is in East Rutherford, right? Yes. The Everything, the whole complex is. You could. You I don't think they had, they're privy to it. 
They have to be. They have to be from a. They would have to go through an. Oh, I know exactly where you. Yeah, you got to go. You got to do an Oprah request. Uh, Oprah, the, right? the city, the borough, city, whatever it is, yeah. of East Rother of Rutherford <laughs> would have to have an Oprah request from the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority, right. or the New York Jets or the New York Giants. Yeah, you have to ask for any. You have to ask for it. Listen, this is what we need to do. We need to get with some of these giant beat writers here. Uh, what there's what's it. Uh, we got to get one of them on. We got to talk about this. They got to get Politi on. That's who you can do it. If there is any person that can that would get you this answer about parking and you know would annoy the ever-living shit out of the Giants and the Jets, it's yeah. Politi. But frankly, if you think about it, I believe all franchises, not only should you have a parking map, but the parking map should have, you know, some maps have the little diagrams that show the traffic flow. It should also have that because that's an important part of the analysis. It, it's on the Eagles' website. There you go. It's on Washington football team. We know that going down there and parking in the Mount Laurel, you know, the mall. What do you call it? The uh, Yeah, we totally screwed up that grill. Yeah, yeah, we did. Let's get to the other news <laughs> and notes around the NFL before we get to our AFC West preview, which is why you're here, hopefully. Uh, injuries, <clears throat> time's yours. I. Cam Akers down with an Achilles. Yeah, this really sucks. Obviously, we're going to get into it more when we eventually get to our NFC West preview. But, you know, week before training camp goes down with an Achilles, had a very promising rookie year. Rams are, are stacked, ready to go, you know, loaded, trying to get a Super Bowl run, and then down goes their starting running back. That is, that, that's a tough blow. That, that just, you know, as a football fan, I, I, you know, look, I guess as Eagles and Giant fans, I guess it's sort of good, right? I mean, hey, I, I don't like to see people get injured, okay? We're football as fans. a football fan, I right. want to see the best of every team. And if your Eagles or my Giants can beat the best of that team, God bless. And it's, it just sucked. I mean, that's just a shitty – you go through the whole offseason one week before you go down – that's a shame. It's gonna, but really, the, I think the interesting discussion is who are, who could they sign to replace him? Because there's some really interesting names out there aside from potential trade partners. Because Todd Gurley is out there. Yeah, see, it's interesting. Uh, you, the notes that, that you have here on the show sheet: Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley. I don't think that they are. Todd Gurley's washed. He's what? So they still have other running backs, right? Sure. But in a reduced capacity, I would take Todd Gurley. But is there a lot of bad feelings? That's a good point. Of of those three that you have listed on our show sheet, I'm actually going Adrian Peterson. I don't know Uh, how much he has left in the tank. I I think he's a viability in the pass game. Or not a viability, liability. Okay, so but maybe you're looking at a situation now where you're only using him. I mean, I don't want to say only run – running downs but of those three yeah assuming that look money talks right so yeah. there may or may not be bad blood there i don't know it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see what happens do they who else is out there on the free agent market that's not at that level i don't know who's going to get cut that's what's going to happen you're going to see all these guys start to get cut and then that's when they're going to sign someone before our september 3rd show on sportinarium radio that or it's going to be a you know the last second trade for someone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have on our notes here, and this is this is this has made me shake my head for a couple days. 
Michael Irvin makes sense. And he does. We yeah. discussed it with the Tokyo Olympics and the COVID situation. And God, I hope there comes a day sooner rather than later where we can just stop talking about it. But Michael Irvin says that beyond every other reason to get vaccinated and we're not going to go down to political ramifications. Look, nobody is injecting you with a 5G chip. If you believe that the government is tracking you from a COVID vaccine, you really need to put the phone down that you're looking at your goofy Facebook posts on and realize they're tracking you through the phone. They've been doing it since the cell phones came out in the 1980s. Don't think that they're not. It has nothing to do with the chip. It has to do with the phones. The phones, they track you with the phones. You know how I can tell you they track you with the phones? They ask you to turn the tracking off. <laughs> God damn it. I had people, I had a, you got the vaccine. You're magnetic. What am I? What am I? I'm Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla 1974. I got, I got freaking wires shit flying all over me. I can't take this anymore. I wouldn't mind being magnetic, frankly. Ah, no. Cause you know what? There's metal all over the place. You get stuck to something and you can't move. Yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe on, I get stuck to something good. While we're on this topic. I don't we were doing this, but okay. I don't give a shit if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. If you are behind me in line at Wawa, back the fuck up, okay? This has nothing. This is we're going back to pre-COVID. Of I don't need you getting your your bobo cigarettes, you know, to stand right behind me as I'm paying for my coffee. Back up, six feet. Get back. Yeah. Do you want to just go into what Michael Irvin said? Yes, please. No, go ahead. You're, you're on a roll. Well, Michael Irvin said that uh, beyond every other reason to get vaccinated, which I just laid out there, uh, Irvin said that uh, if you don't get vaccinated, you don't want to win. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. The benefit for a or an organization. This is going on with the Phillies right now in baseball. Half the team isn't half the organization, I guess, isn't vaccinated and it's causing problems. If what's the NFL is, I think nine, as of us recording, nine of the uh, nine of the 32 teams are of the 85% number. Yeah. Which means that it's business as usual from 2020, from 2019. You yeah. get to go, um, you get to go about your day as though this is a normal NFL season. If the team has not hit that threshold, lots of problems. Yeah, you then have to live in the quarantine life that was 2020 and contact tracing and daily testing and you can't travel. And, and honestly, it puts you at a competitive disadvantage. You can't be in the same room. You can't be in the positional rooms during meetings. You have to watch via webcam. It's like, dumb. It's dumb. Look, it, and I, the, I'm all for personal choice. I really, really am. I believe in personal choice. You know, uh, our our fathers were in the military, Navy and Army. They 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 were there to allow our country to for any idiot to make their own decision, right? No. I, I'm all for it, but that's your decision, and whatever happens, happens. In this case, this is an employee employer employee relationship. You look, you're in a, you're an employee. You still are an employment attorney. Uh, you always are. You know, like even though you're not practicing. If my employer sells me, dude, you're getting a jab, guess what? Yeah. Where are you sticking me? Well, on top of that, think about all the other things that top athletes are willing to do 
to get competitive advantage in terms of, you know, sometimes performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, it's crazy. Those things are a lot more dangerous than the vaccine. Yeah, there's guys that you know that are I don't allegedly have taken things, yeah. and they're like, "Well, I'm not putting something that I don't know what it is in my body." You put horse steroids in your body for Christ's sake! What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, or human growth hormone, right. or you know, EPO, and all those. It makes no sense. So, Michael Irvin, topic, yeah, Michael, Michael Irvin is right. Baker yeah. Mayfield is right. Jesus Christ, Skeletor himself, Jerry Jones is right. Yeah, Jerry Jones backed Michael Irvin 100% on this. And isn't which, Jerry Jones a, I, I could be speaking out of turn, a staunch supporter of the the red side, not the communist side? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, he, he is a, uh, a, a Republican, um, you know, definitely supported the previous administration. We're not trying to get into that, but it, it, again. It tells you where the thought process is. We'll just throw out everything else. You want to win? Go get the shot. Right, exactly. That, and we're yeah, we are talking to you, Cole Beasley, you nitwit and moron. Uh, Cole Beasley had a tweet saying that uh, it, essentially, what? Uh, pay? I'll get the shot for a thousand dollars. Something. Pay my wife. Blah blah blah. I don't have it in front of me. And Mark Cuban responded. Yeah, Mark Cuban said, "You know what, Cole Beasley? You get the shot. I will buy stock." For I will buy Pfizer stock for class, your wife. I think class A, yes, Pfizer stock, which is yes. people were like, oh, I, I, you're going to buy him one share, and it's like, well, idiot. And he, I think he even said the dividend return is X. Oh like, yeah, you, you buy you that might... stock, you're you're going to make a lot of money. And people yeah. are like, oh yeah, you're Mark Cuban, can't you do something more than that? Cole Beasley's an idiot. Well, he doesn't. He, he, the the proviso was that so long that Cole Beasley A gets the shot and B uses his platform. To promote vaccination. Well, he won't do that because he's a because he's an asshole. But, you know, I mean, he, he's 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 schmuck like. I'll definitely yeah. give you that. Yeah. But yeah. kudos to uh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, look, this is what we got to. If you want, if you get the shot, if you're in the NFL, because why? Because you play to win. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Thank you, Herb. Real quick, a couple extension news, some extension news here. Fred Warner, five-year, $90 million extension, $40.5 million guarantee. Not bad for a third-round draft pick. No, absolutely. And I, the rumor is that the next extension in the linebacker world, which may even get done later today, is Darius Leonard from the Colts, who's going to have a deal north of $19 million a year. So linebackers are getting paid again. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that all of a sudden, uh, you know, I don't want to say a throwaway position because in most teams, they're not throwaway positions unless you're, unless you're in Philadelphia, you know, where Nate Gary, uh, but you know, he's gone. We don't need to talk about that. And I, actually, you know, you know, he got cut. I know he got cut. It was great. He's coming back. Oh, don't do that to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving on. Aaron Rodgers was offered a two year extension and he said, Nope, no thanks. I'm going to go host Jeopardy. Yeah. So look, this, this one, I don't really know about. So apparently it was he was offered a two-year extension, so he would be tied to the team for the next five years, and he would become the highest-paid player in the league. So I think from even just a competitive standpoint, well, obviously that's great to be the highest-paid player. 
it was like such an absurd number that everyone knew he wasn't the people offering the, the Packers knew he wouldn't take it because they wouldn't be able to sign anyone else. I, I think it was sort of just an empty gesture. Fair enough. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, whether he, he's ultimately going to show up for the regular season, I'm sure. I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. Look, look the, did the Packers mistreat Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Should they have drafted Jordan Love? No. Should they have maybe perhaps during the entire tenure of Aaron Rodgers draft a wide receiver in the first round? Yes. But, like, we're treating him as if he, you know, he is like this, like, you know, refugee from a third world country who lost his parents at sea. Enough. Just calm down. Like, he, you know, he's, get, he's getting paid $35 million. He's marrying a really hot girl. Enough. Just calm down. So a professional franchise mistreated you. Big fucking whoop. Show up or don't show up. Enough. I agree. I have let's my rent. Let's move on to some uniform news real quick before we get to college football. San Francisco 49ers are throwing back to, don't get confused here, people, to 1994, which is a throwback in in theory to their 1956, 58 uniform, something like that. Yeah. Because they're not, they are not the same. The uniform they wore in the 50s or 60s that they're thrown back to with the block shadow actually was either the white or silver helmets and they didn't change it in in 94. So this is actually a more the throwback is actually closer to 94. Yes, that's that's an accurate way of describing it. Uh either way happy about the look. I like I I, I do like that look. I don't like the drop shadow the the uh, generally speaking. Yeah. But for whatever reason that on that 49ers uniform it, it, it just looks good. Yeah, and but I like the Niners' normal uniform. So that to me, that's uh, you know, yeah, they have one of the best uniforms now that they've gone back to their more traditional look. Yes, uh, in in football, Indianapolis Colts are going to wear their 1956 throwbacks, which are the I thought the helmets were blue though. Well, there was no. That's another one. Okay. So they wore that. That I think was even earlier. Which they once wore against the Eagles. I think that's when Vic beat Peyton Manning. It was a preseason. No, I thought it was a regular season. No, game. it was a preseason game. It was weird that they were wearing a throwback in a preseason game. So yeah, these, and I think the only other difference is the uh, socks, which we showed on our Instagram at GL Stancho. All social media at GL Stancho. That's it, true. It is, is going to be interesting. Now we're coming up on the end of July. Teams are going to have to get in their. Requests to wear alternate unit, alternate alternate helmets. So we're going to know sooner or later who's going to have them. We're uni geeks. We're going to follow it. Yeah. Before we get to the AFC West preview, the carousel is going to start spinning once again in college football. At least that's what they say. Texas and Oklahoma have apparently made contact with the SEC about joining the conference. Now, what's even more interesting about this is the Athletic reported late the other night after the news broke that this isn't the first time that Texas has made contact with the SEC about joining the conference. They were close to joining a few years back during the the height of the original conference shuffle. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with this. 
because I'm sort I guess I'm happy with the current arrangement. I know we've discussed it and you particularly mentioned how this is sort of the inevitability of what's going to happen. There's probably end up going to be four large conferences. Um, but yeah, I, you know, to me, I would rather focus on building the big 12. You can, there are teams out there that you could do that with like a BYU, like a Boise state, as opposed to Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship. If so, then I would also like to then maybe take away from the SEC and you just do the old Southwest Conference. Yeah, I, I actually wonder. So one of the rumors was that if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, there will be teams that would move out of the SEC. Uh, Vanderbilt was one of the ones that was bandied about. Now, I know that there were rumors when the Big Ten was looking to expand which ultimately became Maryland and Rutgers, that Vanderbilt was a, an option. I, you know, I see Vanderbilt in the ACC. Yeah, it would make more sense that they'd be in the ACC. See, what's going to happen here is going to be interesting because what's ultimately going – my original thought, and this is just because I'm a video game geek, I always put Texas and Oklahoma in the Big Ten in NCAA 14. And – I just thought it was natural progression right down the middle. Plus you had Nebraska was there. And in my mind, and I could be speaking out of turn, I know they want to go play the best competition. Well, the best competition is in in, in the West, uh, excuse me, in the East, in the Big Ten. Yeah. Backs. You know, they would make sense to me in a Big Ten West setting where they almost immediately become the top two teams in, in the division. Plus, yeah. Plus, from a television standpoint, yeah, the Big Ten Conference gets Dallas and that whole and that Texas and that whole media market. Yeah. Well, and you you raised an interesting point with respect to the media because right now the um, Texas and Oklahoma's media rights are tied to the Big Twelve until or through twenty twenty five. So even if they jump to the SEC, the Big 12 would maintain their media rights for several more seasons, which makes no sense. Unless the once they jump, the Big 12 is toast. Still, that entity would be getting yeah. all the money. I, I, it's going to be interesting, but this is going to start. It's going to happen, right? That where there's, I'm a big believer where there's smoke, there's fire. What are they leveraging here? What could they be leveraging? There's nothing to leverage. Yeah, the Big 12 is what the Big 12 is. There's nobody that you, in theory, that you could bring into the Big 12 unless you're going to bring Nebraska back, which isn't going to happen. No, you know, Colorado back down. You know, it's not going. No, to be- it's look. The only two that I think have some cash in BYU actually is sure. a legitimate one. I don't think Boise State. It's not a big enough market, but it's a good enough team. Um, you could do Houston. Well, yeah, we've talked about that. They should, the Big 12, what they should do is raid the AAC, take Houston, take SMU, kind of recreate the, the Southwest the, Conference. The Southwest Conference in that aspect. Yeah. I, look, this is going to change things. It's going to open it. It's going to change the equation. And then it's going to, the question needs to be asked is where does Notre Dame go? Do they go to the ACC? The ACC? Or do they finally say we need to? We're going to have to join a conference. Yeah. From the football aspect, we're 
you know, we're in the, we're in Chicago land. Yeah. We're going to the big, we're going to the big Ten. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of happy with the current arrangement. So that's why I, I'm not looking forward to the next few years with this. I'm happy with the current arrangement too. As long as it doesn't affect what we root for, I don't give yeah. a what happens. Well, that too, and it's like you know, I mean, because you have like UConn and UMass out there just swinging in the wind. Yeah, yeah, good fuck UConn. Uh, <laughs> the the NIL. So this thing has gone is really gone off the rails in in a way. Yeah, knew it was going to happen, but now you have quarterbacks, you got guys that are making almost a million dollars without ever playing snap. Nick Saban. <laughs> was talking about it, I guess, at SEC Media Days, that his guys are making a boatload of money. Yeah. And now, I guess the good thing is it's keeping kids, technically speaking, in school. It is. Um, I think it's I think it's going to take a few years for this NIL market to sort of normalize to a certain extent. But, you know, there's another aspect to it which I, um, I'm really curious about, and – is going to reach out someone we know. I'm not going to mention a name yet until I can maybe yeah, see if they'll get, come on the show or whatnot. But we know a local uh, head coach, high school coach. You know, I almost feel like it's going to be incumbent upon high school coaches for definitive Division One talent to even start their brands in high school. To cap to, to so that they hit the ground running with respect to their their profitability in the, with the NIL once they reach college. Yeah, I think you're going to see kids. So we're in New Jersey. We have uh, obviously some of the bigger Catholic schools in the country. That from reputation standpoint, we kind of bordered a bunch of them. Yeah, North Jersey Catholics in Philadelphia. You have St. Joe's Prep, which yeah. turn out Division One talent left and right. You're going uh, Archbishop Wood, same thing up in Warminster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, you almost are. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I guess the the thing here is I thought this was going to be a little bit more of a wild, wild west as far as recruiting goes. It doesn't necessarily seem like it is yet. You're still going not amongst where we're Rutgers guys, right? Rutgers is going to have a top 25 recruiting class. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, this is me. Uh, we kind of talk about it all the time. I like Rutgers' trajectory, where they where they're going right now. Are they going? Do I want them to be Ohio State? Sure. Is it ever going to happen? I don't know. Probably not. But you know, there's a different stratosphere there. I think it's from that middle tier down. The non-blue bloods, you're still going to have a normalized recruiting thing. Yeah, is it going to come into play? What can you offer me? How can you do it? Sure. But I think it's going to be more of your Oklahomas and Ohio States battling each other. We can get you a, a you know, we can get you a sponsorship with Texas Tire Barn in, in Oklahoma yeah. or whomever up in in Columbus. You know, I, I agree. I think you know the thing that hurts with that not hurts um, is you know you have kids that go to Alabama and Ohio State, but if they end up not starting. I think it's going to then affect their profitability and that's when they end up transferring because really it's only going to be kids who for the most part are playing or on the field. They're going to be able to attract any money unless it's just, you know, if you're a kid, if you're a third string at Ohio state, 
but you're from, I don't know, a small town, let's just say in New Jersey somewhere. Like, yeah, maybe there's a New Jersey, a local car dealership might cut a deal with you because you were the local kid that went to Ohio State. So, but the other thing is also, I, I think that schools where there is no professional sports market, that's another, they may benefit from this because, so yeah, Rutgers has New York and Philadelphia, but how many, they're all, Rutgers athletes are competing with, in football, New York Giants, New York Jets, and Philadelphia Eagles, who are going to come first before they're ever going to consider sponsoring a Rutgers player, at least sure. right now. Sure, and if you really want to expand the footprint from from that, I mean, you have New England Patriots, the, the yeah. fan base comes down into Connecticut. You, you have Baltimore, Baltimore, Washington. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Right. It's not like you're in the middle of Podunk, Pennsylvania, where, you know, in the mountains of central PA, where you don't think nothing else is going on. Uh, Penn State. When you overlook child molestation. Anyway, on that note, let's get to our NFC, or excuse me, AFC West preview. Let's run this thing down. We're going to ask five burning questions for the division as a whole. Uh, we're not going to predict who's going to win. You'll find it kind of figure that our order. You'll figure that out as we discuss it. But let's get to it. What is the most important offseason acquisition free agency or draft in the division? So for me, I, I went with Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle from Kansas City. Kansas City had to give up a first-round pick to obtain him, acquire him. Um, but really, you think about the reason that Kansas City did not win back-to-back Super Bowls was because of that offensive line. And the fact that through uh, opt-outs, through injury, the, by the that Super Bowl, they were completely depleted and then overmatched by the Buccaneers. And it was definitely – and emphasis was to rebuild that offensive line in the offseason. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I think an interesting one. And you have the next generational talent, obviously, in in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So yeah. you have to do everything in your power to make sure that you protect him. Yeah, because we, we saw in that Super Bowl, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably the only person – who was he was running for his life, throwing off his back foot while falling 40 yards downfield and almost completing passes. But even he could not do it. You need an offensive line. It, it was literally like the the blueprint as to why the big uglies are important. And, and it's an Andy Reid thing. Going back to his time in Philadelphia, he always had at least two, like from the offensive line standpoint, you go back to Runyon, you go back to Trey Thomas, then, yeah, were there guys, but Hank Fraley was a you know, very serviceable guy. He always had lot offensive linemen in place because of the importance of that. Uh, how about a, so that's a free agency, obviously, draft-wise. Anything, anything that really st- stood out to you from any of the teams? I know I'm kind of throwing it at you. No, I, you know, I would say, um, look, obviously, I think by their nature, you're going to look at first-round picks quicker. But to me, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, and I love, slipped. I, I know. To San, uh, the, the, I, wow, we're starting it off, and I already said San Diego. Yeah, we got to keep a poll. So, all right, that's one. Well, the, yeah, yeah. How many times <laughs> we do this in our previews? Yeah, um, they should just freaking go back there. Even though now there's literally nowhere for them to go back to. 
But anyway, yes, it is gone. <laughs> Isn't there like literally part of the stands are still remaining? I, I believe they're doing so. it very slowly. Yeah, they're doing it slowly from a uh, environmental standpoint. I believe. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, um, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, they last year they hit a home run with their draft pick getting Justin Herbert, and now they have their left tackle for the future with Rashawn Slater. So to me. That's a and I, you know, he may not necessarily have the prototypical build of a left tackle, but he's demonstrated that he can play left tackle at a high level. So to me, I think that was a really good one. Yeah, one of my favorite players uh, in the early rounds of the draft. Yeah, who is the most impactful departure in the division? So I went with Rodney Hudson, the center from Oakland. You know, Oakland is a sh- fuck. Okay, I'm two for two. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have to start a, t- a tally for them. I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm oh, my God. Like, yeah, okay, the Raiders. Go ahead. All right. Hold on. All right, continue. We're going we're gonna, to – this is the start of our new season, so we're going to – I'm going to tally this wow. throughout the course of the year. Has anyone else – Rodney Hudson from the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, the Raiders are a strange story – uh, to me, I think sort of the, the the game that best encapsulates what the Raiders were, at least last year, was when they hosted the Kansas City Chiefs. They had this really powerful offensive line. They have really good running back in Josh Jacobs. They're pounding the ball. Derek Carr's matriculating the ball down the field, has some young up-and-coming receivers, has an all-world tight end in Darren Waller. Their defense can't stop anyone. But their offensive line, they were able to dictate a pace and really move the ball, control the line of scrimmage. Rodney Hudson might be the best center in the entire game, and good old John Gruden and Mike Mayock decided to trade him away. And I don't understand why. And even though you obviously, unlike in a, you know, when you just have a free agency departure, with a trade you have something in return. To me, I still think this is the biggest departure because – what you're getting in return. I know that, I know they got Nick Martin, who is good. I'm I'm not taking anything away from him. He's not Rodney Hudson. So you you're you've eliminated a strength from your own team. I don't understand that one. We just went on and on about the strength of offensive lines and defensive lines being important to win yeah. football. What is the most talented positional group in the division? And I almost want to throw an asterisk up. Well, so we're not including quarterbacks, obviously, right? And it's because it, it it would, yeah, because it, it, yeah, because then you would just say, oh, well, yeah, because Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes. But it, I guess exactly. you know, I mean, unless you had a room, unless you had a quarterback room that had exceptional depth, then I think it, it, it might qualify. To me, uh, I actually went with the defensive backfield from Denver. Uh, I think that is a really talented unit. I mean, so you have, uh, you know, they, they got Kareem Jackson uh, at safety along with Justin Simmons, who might be one of the best free safeties in the game. At corner, they signed both Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. You know, Eagles fans are obviously very familiar with Darby, both from his time most recently in Washington, but obviously as a Philadelphia Eagle. Look, when when Ronald Darby's on, he is a very good player. Uh, so that's, you know, and, and he had a very good year last year. They also then got, uh, as I mentioned, Kyle Fuller, and they drafted Patrick Sertan. I think that is a very talented unit. 
Yeah, it is. And there's depth there, right? So, yeah. And you're right about Ronald Darby. When he, well, I, this comes back to me, in my opinion, with the Eagles, which we'll get to when we preview the Eagles in the NFC East. Coaching matters. Guys leave Philadelphia and they just play better. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I until you said that, I was I wasn't thinking of that group. That is a pretty stacked defensive backfield. I wish I had that as an Eagles fan. Yeah, you know, I mean, I and I was thinking obviously about which other ones, um, you know, sort of match up, or you know, also you could make the list. Um, I think, I- interestingly enough, I think Denver has another positional group that you could put in there, which is their wide receivers. Uh, you know, a lot of young talent there. Uh, problem with, you know, I guess we might get into the problem with Denver in a moment, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, it's a very interesting up. It's an interesting and up and coming division. I really like the AFC West. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that when we get to the end of the questions. Uh, so you met most worrisome positional group in the division. So that to me is uh, there, I, I have a tie. There's Kansas City defensive line and the Denver quarterback. Kansas City, for as, look, you have the most talented, perhaps the most gifted quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you have a future tight end, a future Hall of Fame tight end. You have maybe even a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. Offensive line's getting better. But that defense, I got to tell you, it, it's lacking. You have Chris Jones, very talented defensive tackle, and that's about it. Plus, your lone pass rushing threat who really has not developed the way you thought he would or panned out the way you thought he would in Frank Clark might be going to jail. Yeah, probably going to jail. Or at minimum is going to be on the commissioner's exempt list. So with that, seriously, Mike, let me read out to you the Kansas City depth chart, and I'm going to take Frank Clark off the board, okay? So the other, so the start, you have an interior of Chris Jones, very good. Derek Noddy, okay. Jerron Reed, decent. Uh, Tershawn Morton, Kalen Saunders. That's just the interior, okay? Now, now let's talk about the ends. And remember, in a uh, Steve Spagnolo defense, you know, you need, he's all about end play, right? Think about what he did with the Giants when you had OC, Strahan, Tuck. So, all right, take Frank Clark out of the equation. Yeah, it's an extension. Eagles fans who are listening to this saying, oh, Giants. No, it's an extension with Jim Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. He, He is a disciple of Jim Johnson. So taking Frank Clark out of the equation, Mike, how nervous would you be if this is your defensive end room? Taco Charlton. Tim Ward, uh, Mike Dana, Joshua Kendo, Damone Harris, Malik Herring. I'd be almost as scared as if I were a quarterback and an offensive coordinator looking at Nate Gary as a linebacker. Exactly. I mean, my guess is, and I'm not saying this because you're not a savvy football mind, some of those names you probably had no idea who they were. I have, there are guys that I couldn't tell you. Without. There were there were some you definitely did, but yeah, yeah like it's yeah. not. This is not that. This is a problem. These yeah. aren't even guys who are like oh no name guys, but they're good against the run. They're just not good. So that's a serious problem. The other one is the Denver quarterback, uh, Drew Locke. Has there's been flashes, but there's not been consistency. You could say that for a lot of. There's a lot of quarterbacks, I think, in that group 
But here with Denver, I think it really shows. And you have a talented team around them, right? You, you know, they now have, as I mentioned, they have a, a good secondary, good receivers. They're investing on the offensive line. Von Miller's back healthy, supposedly. If him and Bradley Chubb on the edge, look, that's, that's a formidable pass rush. And, uh, yeah, you don't – this is – this is a problem. If you quarterback is the most important position, and you have a guy who's unproven and is not consistent. On that note, the ultimate X factor in the division is Patrick Mahomes. Because why? <laughs> Actually, I had two other guys. Good. I would. Ho- I was going to say. I hope you do because yeah. we we know obviously it, it would be easy to say oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No, we know what we're getting. We're getting a guy on one bad leg throwing a video game throw nearly for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Exactly. It's like having him in Tecmo Bowl. It's just not fair. Uh, no. So I have two X factors, one on offense, one on defense. X factor on offense, Mike Remmers, right tackle for Kansas City. So as I mentioned, the, the Kansas City Chiefs did an amazing job of reshaping their offensive line. They got Orlando Brown. They actually got coming back from COVID, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. They signed Joe Tooney in the offseason, Austin Blythe. They drafted Creed Humphrey. The only spot that they're like, you know what, we're going to just go with this guy we had who was a backup is Mike Remmers. Mike Remmers started for the Panthers when they were on their Super Bowl run back in Super Bowl 50. Uh, He was actually, before going to Kansas City, he was with the Giants and was not very good with the Giants. So for all of those pieces, you improved all of it. You even got depth. But a right tackle, you're like, okay, we're going to go with Mike Remmers. That's that's a big, bold guess to me. And so if, if he could perform, look, I, I think that Kansas City could easily win another Super Bowl. But if not, you know, it, it's going to be another disappointment in the playoffs. They're at least getting to the playoffs. I mean, come on. You know, uh, I'm barring like something yeah. catastrophic. So, right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who else? Defensively, I got to go with my boy Derwin James. Derwin James, to me, is such a game changer when he's on the field, and that's the biggest thing, when he's on the field. The guy has so many injuries. Last year, hurt himself during training camp, um, was out the entire season. When he comes, when he plays, that defense is special. And I I really think the Chargers, fully healthy, second year of Justin Herbert, even though it's a new coach, I really think they can make – a run to the playoffs, but you got to be healthy. And Derwin James is to me that X factor. And obviously Patrick Mahomes. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, we are going to wrap up our AFC West preview. We are well, actually, before we do that, because I, I had, I have a note here. I'm looking at it. Let, we're not going to do our, our, where, how we're ranking them. Cause that's going to be on the nine, three show, the September 3rd show, Sportinarium radio, our big NFL kickoff where we kind of really get into where we think teams are going to slot in the division. Denver is once again being bandied about as the, the like the hot team, right? When you, you listen to people, this division as a whole is interesting. We know who number one is barring yeah. anything major. We know who one is, yeah. but their fight for the second slot is really interesting. It's a good you said it. It is a good division. It's going to be an entertaining division to watch. Yeah, absolutely. To me, uh the, the Broncos and 
the Chargers are ascending teams. The Raiders could be, honestly, but I of all the coaches, and there's even a new coach in this uh, league or this division with Brandon Staley, the coach I trust least is John Gruden. So to me, I think John Gruden is holding the Raiders back. But even they have very talented players. So it, it's, a, it's a league that has, to me, I think it's going to produce uh, some really fun football to watch. Yeah, I agree with you. It is going to be entertaining to watch what comes out of the AFC West, and it's going to be some nice uniform matchups. So that'll be fun as well. Yes. Our Mount Rushmore, Players Only Mount Rushmore programming is going to be continuing on our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Links to all that are in the show notes. We are a Sports Talk Philly partner, sportstalkphilly.com. We are coming to Sportinarium Radio worldwide on Sportinarium, September 3rd, sportinarium.com. Follow them on the Twitter at SportinariumWW. Michael's Glass Company, 215-338-3293. Tell them that we sent you. DePaul's Table, 7 East Lancaster Avenue, the heart of Ardmore, a modern Italian steakhouse. We will be back next week where we will be doing a preview of the AFC. Did we did we say what uh, division we're doing? You whichever, whichever one you tell me. I think that we need to – I think we should touch on uh, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. I think it's time that, that we – AFC we South? Yeah, I think we do an AFC South. Okay. Next Football Friday, the AFC South preview, more news and notes. I am Mike, that is Brett, and we will see you later. Enjoy the week ahead.